Learning about movies. Learning about movies. Learning about movies. Spoiler alert. They were on Earth the whole time. Welcome to Syndication, the only podcast that'll keep its stinking paws off you. Uh, we promise that is our guarantee. You hear that, Devin? Yeah. yeah. Looking at you. We know what you did. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know what you did, you nasty dirty little ape. man. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of apes, loincloths, and uh, court cases, this episode we yell about the 1968 <laughs> sci fi classic, Planet of the Apes. I am your host, Tyler Young, and I am complimented by an entire uh, crew. Uh, ship crew we're flying Tyler, you look great today <laughs> looking good i am unshaven with unclean hair with a hoodie up yeah pajamas well, on I, you just said that we had to compliment you you said the whole crew had to compliment you is my intro good how did the intro it was go? a good intro it was, good? It was so it was good great. yeah it was really good i liked it yeah I was just re-listening to, I forget which episode it was, but there was one where you were like sick and you were like, I don't want to do it. And so on the fly, I had to host it. I oh, just yeah. listened and, to that uh, one too. You did a great job, Matt. That was Taxi it Driver, It makes right? me really appreciate the job that you do, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> just listening to it? Yeah, I was like, man, it's uh, not really something you can do on the fly. You kind of got to plan it you ahead of time. A bit, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's funny because you guys give me crap sometimes when I'm like, oh, we're doing it now? Oh, let me just like do a quick... I got to do the uh, intro. And you're like, oh, fuck it. Let's just <laughs> just do <laughs> we'll it. do Whatever. it live. Just yeah. go for it, man. By the way, who who the hell are you guys? You never said your name. Hey. Oh, yeah. Who the fuck? Uh, I am Devin Ellis. That is me. Hi, Debbie, baby. Hey. Hey. Ellis Island, as we love to say. <laughs> Ellis Island, uh, I Man, such Big Eye, a low effort joke. Debbie Baby, Big Bath Taker. Yep, Debbie Poopy Baby, Big Bath De- Taker. W- whiny, whiny Poopy Baby. <laughs> it's not a poopy baby. He's a baby with a poopy diapy. That's right. That's right. He's a widow uh, baby with a poopy diapy. The full nickname is Debbie Baby with the full diapy. <laughs> poopy diapy. <laughs> I'm sorry, diapy. full poopy diapy. I keep getting it. I'm so sorry, Devin. Oh my god. He has like a urinary urinary tract infection or something, so he never pees in his diaper. It's always poopy diapy. <laughs> Just so you guys get a peek behind the curtain. This is the this dumbest is thing that's weird. ever happened to me. <laughs> and who are you? And I'm Matt Dirty Apes. Dirty Apes. Now is that Dirty one hyphenated? Apes. I always need to know. That's my question. That, that every is time. always your question. Fun fact, this one is actually underscored. Oh. It's dirty underscore apes. Because <laughs> the file wouldn't save if you had the hyphen, yeah. You had to underscore Right, it. the hyphen screws it up. So right. that's, you know. Not supported it's by a, Windows. It's a, what do you call it? URL friendly or whatever that thing is? URL friendly. Error code. Earl. Earl, buddy, in the club getting tipsy. <laughs> getting friendly. And I'm Jackie, damn dirty apes. That damn, is dirty. damn dirty apes. Yeah. Uh, it was convenient that that your maiden name matched up so well with your married name. I feel like this joke is never funny, and I'm gonna stop <laughs> doing it. <laughs> this was the last time. This is the last time. This is the last time. Doing a half hyphenated hyphenated name, double hyphenated. Yeah, it's just never funny. Because <laughs> I just We're laughing now. Bogarted Matt's joke. Anyway, we watched a movie. We, we did. did. Yeah, we did. Devin, That's what we do around here? Jinx. You picked it. I did pick it. Planet of the Apes. Why, Devin? Why? Why did you pick this movie? 
even before you get to why you picked it, sure, I am fascinated to know how you have never seen this movie because this seems yeah. so up your alley. I know it does. It, it is up my alley, which is it's been one of those movies that I've been aware of since I was a kid, and I've always wanted to watch and just never got around to watching. Like there was that time when you're a kid and you can't like you don't have a lot of control over what movies you're able to see because you don't have any money. So you can't like rent things or Netflix wasn't available at the time. And then I became an adult and could do those things. And I just never got around to it. So Mm. it's just kind of been been on my list even before we were starting this show. So, yeah, I'm glad I finally got around to it. So this this is another one of my favorite questions. So, you know, what did you know about the movie before you went in? So, like, I'm assuming the Statue of Liberty. I yeah, I knew the spoiler. Okay, which is a little disappointing. Um, yeah, because... I did not know the spoiler. I was completely really. Surprised. Yeah, wow. I've never seen this movie. I've seen the new one, but I was a kid and my dad wanted to go, and I don't remember anything about it. But yeah, I was completely surprised. Wow. We'll have to we'll have to get into that. I'm really curious what you thought about that because uh, yeah, it was spoiled for me unfortunately. Because I was thinking back to when we watched Psycho for the first time, and I didn't know the twist to that. Mother, please. Um, uh, that's a good somehow, one <laughs> and that was very, very fun to go into that right. completely. I also blind, do so. not know that twist, so please do not say it. Yeah, so <laughs> I would, I would put those twists like on the same level of famousness, and I'm yeah. blown away that either of you was able to get through life not learning those. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I think this was spoiled to me through some satire like in like a family guy Mm. episode or something like that it's everywhere that like super super famous you know statue of liberty half buried in the in the sand yeah it's like everywhere yeah it's everywhere so i went into the movie kind of being able to be like oh that's foreshadowing there or like they're alluding to it there and i was like yeah that's kind of unfortunate because that would have been such a good twist to live through, but still. How many different times have you seen the, like, damn you all to hell? Like, because even without the Statue of Liberty, just that right. uh, line being said that way, like, on the ground and pounding it, like, damn you. I've seen that, like, a thousand times. Oh, yeah. When I, when we saw that, yeah, Matt, I was like, is that where that's from? And Matthew was like, yeah. <laughs> you can just think of Krieger doing it in Archer. Yeah. No! You maniac! You blew her up! So you picked it. We all watched it. That's what we do around here. What's the What's the movie about? Should we just Should we do the I, like we can, we kind about... of do it and don't do it at like the plot <laughs> summary. Sometimes we start doing a plot summary and then we just peter out and just start talking yeah. about the movie. It's about Monkey World. It's a Monkey World. It's a Monkey World. I think it's a pretty easy plot to get through, right? So it's just yeah, it's yeah. Uh, a crew of astronauts are. Like now I can't remember what they were doing in the first place, like what the initial mission was. They're testing the theory about near light travel and how it slows down your perception of time. Okay. Uh, which is like a real scientific theory, right? The faster you go, the slower you experience time. Time dilation. Yeah. Yeah. So they were sent out. They knew that they were going like the date that they landed was the date that they were aiming for. They thought that they had hit another planet because it didn't look like Earth anymore, right? Right. I thought they were trying to hit the year. Because I remember like writing this down. Like They, they wrote 2673. They're like, oh, right. we're trying to hit this year. But they hit 3978. Oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. Whatever it was, they knew that they were jumping forward into the future. Because okay. they talked a couple times about how 
everybody that they knew was dead and that that was yeah they knew it was a one-way trip charlton heston had that like whole monologue at the beginning about how he was just hoping the world would be better when they came back that yeah they would have like figured out all their shit tell me though this man that marvel of the universe that glorious paradox who sent me to the stars still make war against his brother keep his neighbor's children starving Whoops! Um, <laughs> spoiler alert! I mean, alert. in a way, they figured out their shit. <laughs> they did not. So these astronauts are trying to, yeah. So go, go hit another planet in the future, like by using time dilation. I think they intended to come back to Earth. That was always their plan. Yeah, just that, in the future, right? Right, just in the future. But they crash land, so that's like that's. So they think like, oh god, we crash landed on this other planet. So like, number one, right. they wake up from their cryopods, and the first one one of the crew members is just like it leaked and she died in stasis. And then when they crash land, three of them survive, and they they get caught by apes like immediately. <laughs> They're like going across across the desert. They get captured by sentient apes, and they think, oh, these are aliens. Um, they kill. Of course, they kill like the black guy first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, was... After the woman, they kill the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great look. Nope. And then the other guy, uh, I think, gets killed too right away, right? Or oh no, he he, no, he gets being captured, lobotomized later on. That's right, lobotomized. Yeah. Right, because Charlton Heston tries to like, oh, there's my buddy, and he tries to talk to him. They're like, oh, look, he's dumb like all the rest of you people, you know. And he's like, well, you made him dumb. <laughs> you took his brain out. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then. Uh, and so Charlton Heston's like the the one guy left from the crew who's injured in the initial like attack because he gets shot in the throat, which is fucking ridiculous, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Like that should have killed him, and the fact that it didn't is. I insane. love how stupid of a plot device that is to make it just so he can't speak because all of the apes speak English fluently, right? Yeah. And in order to make him not be able to speak English, he gets shot with a bullet in the throat and then just like heals after like a couple of weeks. And it looks terrible, by the way. It just looks like red paint. Yeah, it is just red paint. There's not even a hold there. It's just red paint on his neck. Yeah, they didn't even try. I don't want to nitpick this whole episode, but like, can we just have a conversation about how English has not changed one iota? No new slang. Species (laughs) and thousands of years have gone by. (laughs) This is as good as it gets. They're not like, uh, like, oh, uh, this guy's fucking bananas over here, but it means cool. Yeah, they don't even right. have slang. <laughs> oh, he's bananas? Awesome. I mean, they changed a couple idioms in ways that made me smile and roll my eyes at the same time. Like what? I must have missed those. There was one, I forget what the exact idiom was, but they literally just replaced uh, like ape with human. I think it was like going human, <laughs> right? Like going ape on someone, going, going human uh, yeah. on someone. Going human Something shit. Something like that. Oh, that guy's human shit over there. Watch out for him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, like this This was not it, but like, for example, if they, in, instead of barrel full of monkeys, if they would have said like, it's like a barrel full of humans in here. Yeah. It was like shit like that. It, they, they just copy and replaced. Yeah. <laughs> human see, human do. Don't they say that? Human see, human do. You know what they say. Human see, human do. That's yeah, what it is. Do. Yeah, yeah. Is. I knew. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Found it. Tyler's got it. <laughs> yeah. Who's the idiom now, Matt? It was. <laughs> yeah, you big idiom. I'll just say this at the top is that I thought, like, I wish that I could see this movie without knowing the twist. Yeah. Um, I have seen it before, but even when I saw it the first time, I knew the twist. And I wish that I could have done that because I think 
what's actually kind of brilliant, and, and there's not a ton of brilliant things in this movie, <laughs> but what's actually kind of brilliant is that they present the movie to you exactly like it's the old, like, um, you know, 1940s and 50s, like, pop adventure yeah. pulp sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when your brain says, like, why do all these monkeys on a different planet speak English? Because it's just the convention of the genre, you just go like, eh, who cares? Like, right. that's just how sci-fi works. Yeah. And and so, like, you take all these plot holes and you put them away because you're like, it's just like a fun, pulpy adventure movie. Like, I don't need to think too much about it. And then at the very end, you're like, oh, no, there actually is a reason that they speak English on this planet. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's Earth. And there's a reason that, like, the atmosphere is perfect for them and all these other things. And I think that was really smart. Like, using genre as like a Trojan horse to like sneak in like their, you know, twist at the end. Cause like, you know, if you try and criticize the plot holes early on, you're just like, whatever. It's like, cause it just seems too convenient. Oh, they just happen to land on right. a habitable planet that happened to right. be people speaking English. And that just happen to have humans that look, they're not humans, but they look just like humans. And yeah, they're identical. Yeah. 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 And you shove it all to the back of your mind because you go like, this is how pulpy science fiction works. It was right? in the sixties. They had limitations. Yeah. And yeah. Every episode of Star Trek, they land and everybody can just speak English and every planet. Yeah. <laughs> this is Jean-Luc Picard, captain of the Enterprise. Ah, just the the limitations of the technology of filming and budget at the time you're just like okay that's just how it works yeah and at the end they like i i feel like that twist would hit all the harder because you've been going out of your way to just say like i'm going to just look past all these crazy insane insane things right oh no that's like that that was all foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. That was all significant in its own way. And there's a lot of it. Like knowing it going into the movie, you're like, oh, this right. is so obvious. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. also even just like they land and are walking around, and you're like, oh, so, I mean, even if you've been gone for two thousand years, like this is just Arizona. Like you just look like, <laughs> right. like you'd recognize, hey, this is Arizona, this place that I'm very familiar with because I've lived right. here. That's funny too. I didn't even think about that. They're like walking on the Colorado River because it was filmed right. on the Colorado <laughs> River, but they also should have been like, hey guys, because it literally is in the story too. It's not an alien landscape. That literally is a Colorado exactly. River. Exactly. <laughs> really? Yeah, don't they land in Lake Mead or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a very famous, like I remember in those shots being like, is, is that Lake Mead? It's really <laughs> impressive. I'm at least familiar enough with it to go like, I, I think I know that lake. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? It's famous. It's a famous enough location where you would recognize it if you were there, I think. Yeah, right. and it is Earth. That they and it is on. Earth. It is, it is actually the place. <laughs> That's part of it, right? Exactly. You just go like, well, of course they filmed it on Earth. They had to. What other option did they have? <laughs> right. And so, and so you just like, you willfully suspend your disbelief because that's, what you think you have to do, but it's actually, they're actually yeah. like clues. You framing <laughs> it that way, Matt, makes it really clever, actually, in a way I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. But there's no way yeah. they didn't do it that on purpose like that to be super clever. They're just like, oh, do you want to be a neat twist? I don't know. I think they picked, like, you can definitely find more deserted areas in Arizona that aren't as recognizable. Like, right on the Colorado River, like, come on, people are going to recognize that. We have other alien movies that take place that you're not like, I vaguely understand that that's obviously on Earth, but I don't know where exactly right. it is. Hmm. 
Yeah. I, whether it was intentional or not, whether it was like accidental, accidental genius or intentional genius. Accidental. Accidental. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it's a really cool thing, whether it was planned or yeah. not. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. By the way, speaking of the that shot with the spaceship in the beginning on the Colorado River, really impressive that they, like they yeah. had that prop out there that was the size of a ship. Yeah. And they were like climbing in it. They blew off the hatch. It actually flew off of the thing into the water. They climbed out, and it looked like they actually literally just the actors paddled or you know stunt doubles away yeah. from the thing to the shore. It was really impressive looking. And even before that, I thought the crash landing sequence where they did like a POV yeah, of yeah. the ship. And like I don't know how they did it. They must I think they were like stuck a camera on a plane and then like buzzed the water. They were using helicopters. Uh little, little was helicopters. It? Yeah. I even mentioned that when we were watching that. I was like, how how do they get those shots before drones? We we watched yeah. some of the behind the scenes stuff and a lot of the beach scenes that they had were in near LA, like on the coast. They had to build these weird walkways and then they also had this like helicopter being used to mm. land. It's like only only two people could fit in it and that's it. Yeah, I thought I saw um, in some of that footage you were watching the beach where the cave is. Yeah, is like right next to like what looked like a public beach where people are just like hanging out, swimming and stuff. It's just like around the corner. But it was really hard to get people and equipment over around that coast, like around yeah. that corner. So they built like little walkways and boardwalks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like a little, it looks like a little shanty town on the beach there. I do also just want to say that I'm not saying anything because I was asleep for the first part of the movie. So <laughs> I woke up during the How hunt. Long? Yeah. So from the, well, let me know when we get to oh. that part and I'll start talking. Sorry about that, guys. Why well, I, I saw the first part, I know what the thing was, but then the crash, I didn't get any of that crash. I tried to, I kept trying to wake her up. This is the whole eventually, show. <laughs> eventually she yelled at me and she said, stop it. I'll just rewatch the beginning. And I was like, okay. I did not do that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she never went back and rewatched it. You're supposed to watch and then learn. Watch and learn. <laughs> it's 50% of the tagline. This is a two-parter. <laughs> we only got two tasks here. I don't know how the, the exit to all this start sounded, <laughs> but uh, this is us coming back from audio issues. So, issues. What were we talking about? Um, I was talking about how great that scene looked on the Colorado River after the crash when the uh, ship is sitting in the water. It looked really good. Right. Yeah. And no, it did look really good. As uh, Yeah, that's what we were talking about. And the helicopters. You were talking about the beach. Right. Yep. And how there was no room and they had to build all these like uh, walkways and use helicopters. Speaking of helicopters. Hey, did you hey. know? Did you know? <gasps> did you know? <laughs> I'm just going to cut that out so I can <laughs> use the real, real audio. <laughs> or just leave it because it's funny. But did you know that the apes were supposed to be more technologically advanced and use their own helicopters and such and oh. tanks and things? Nets. Mad nets. Using mad nets. Yeah, they like, didn't have the budget. And also, I think they wanted to, story-wise, it would be a little more interesting to have them not as far along on the evolutionary right. yeah. line, you know? What I did find interesting about the plot was that Charlton Heston was, like, misanthropic, right? And, like, he ends that yeah. original monologue by saying, like, hopefully we have we have stopped fighting, you know, brother against brother. Hopefully we have... Or, or no, and then he tells um, one of the other astronauts that the reason that he came on the mission was because he was hoping to find something better than man. Yeah, is his misanthropy like shown? 
Is that why he does that weird fucking sinister laugh when uh, the other so astronaut weird Landon, yeah. the other astronaut, puts a flag down in the in the soil, and yeah. Captain Taylor, Charlton Heston, he's like, <laughs> he does an evil laugh. <laughs> It's like yeah. a psychotic laugh. It's so yeah. strange. And then they just move along. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck was that? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Charlton Heston is just crazy because he's a gun nut. Super gun nut, right? He's he's like yeah. head of the NRA or like way up there. For like a while. Yeah. Well, I think he's dead now, isn't Not he? Not loving it. Yeah. He's, he's been dead for a while. But yeah, no, his famous thing was, you can have this gun when you take it from my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> That's That was him? For you. Mr. Gore, from my cold, dead hands. That was him. I can see him saying it, too. From what film? It wasn't a film. It was at an NRA conference. In, in real life. A speech. <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> God damn it. That sounds like a yeah. movie line. <laughs> he um, must have been evoking this character, right? Oh, He's doing know. that like, you can take this gun from my... Damn dirty Paul, you know that same kind of. <laughs> I think he just does his line it's reads all the house. same. It's a madhouse. <laughs> I love that. His lines are so hammy sometimes, and I love it. It's a madhouse. A madhouse. It's so great. Well, what, I'm what acting I, now. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> acting. <laughs> what I was gonna say is that I think that's all more interesting because if he had just found a planet of highly evolved apes and like they truly were just better than humanity. Like, I think the plot would be over. He would just be like, all right, can I not be a slave, but otherwise I'm cool with you guys. Yeah. Mm. Like it's kind of a deeply pessimistic and nihilistic movie at the end. It is. And mm. I feel like a big part of that is that things didn't get better. Right. Like he did find this very, like, I think if they had had a bunch of technology, it would have been like a less, I think the twist at the end wouldn't have been quite as good. It makes more sense that they're not farther along because right. it that's why they would like I don't know, be so stupid basically and just right. question like, oh, this guy talking, that's not a true sign of intelligence yeah. because they have this kind of like religious fear in a way. Right. I mean, they were pretty clearly trying to sh like shine a mirror on humanity right. through yeah. the right. apes, so like, doing this like role reversal thing. So they were having them have the same short-sightedness that humans are notorious for for having yeah. uh, even though it was pretty egregious in this it's <laughs> like he can't talk and then he speaks and he's like shut him up he can't speak <laughs> but he's answering your questions like nah <laughs> it's just a trick you asked me some questions yeah it's a trick it's baby talk you might as well be saying gaga goo goo don't listen to him <laughs> It was like uh, like some Salem witch trial logic. It's exactly yeah, what that yeah. felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weighs the same as a duck. But uh, yeah, Charlton Heston and his acting. I, I didn't mean to move you guys off of it. I just wanted to no. finish my thought. But yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 uh, he's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys hear him get bonked on the head when he's like tossed in prison? Um, no, the, really. One of the monkey guards has like a, a wooden. Like uh, uh, Billy Club or whatever, hanging from his from his belt, and <laughs> he like yeah, he like tosses Charlton and like get in there, you damn human, and he like you could hear it like bonk yeah. him on the head. <laughs> Just a small little thing. I thought I loved all this scene. I mean, loved is maybe a strong word, but like <laughs> Charlton Heston, it's like he has two modes. He's either like 
I'm so cool. I've got this cigar, and I am delivering a soliloquy. Oh my god! I don't. I don't need water. No thanks. But I'll light up this stogie. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but um. Uh, or or it's like the you know madhouse damn dirty apes <laughs> mm-hmm. drama. Yeah. And like those are the two modes he has. He has nothing else, and they are both so hammy. Uh, yeah. 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 Would it surprise you to learn that he? ad-libbed the, the the damn you all to hell part at the very end really it was supposed to be just like you really did it you blew it all up and then he added damn you <laughs> damn you all to hell finally really did it you maniac you blew it up oh, damn you god damn you all to and they were like, I don't know, man. You can't just swear like that. And he's like, look, I just discovered that humans blew us all up to hell. So it feels right to me in the moment. We're making fun of that, but I'm pretty sure because I know for live theater, obviously, you have to kind of ham it up because people can't, you know, the people are farther away and That's theaters true. are larger and you need to speak like this because you have to project because you're not miked. So I think it's it's got to be some weird vestige of like, primarily having done live performance was he a big theatrical performer like on stage i don't know but that's where everyone comes from like you don't study film acting right you study acting and that is traditionally true. live mm. performance yeah but he was a like this was not the beginning of his career he was like a well-established yeah. Yeah. movie star at this point hey i mean they kept the Which line is, in probably like and it became super iconic yeah. So I guess it worked out for him. And it just makes perfect sense that he would fight for it. It's such a Charlton Heston type of line. Yeah. Yeah. But it is sort of, you know, this like epic film, right? Like I yeah. think about the acting in Gone with the Wind and I see a lot of similarities there, right? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. So I think it has to come from this live acting oh, you mean the racism? thing that like didn't. I mean, but it is hammy and it's everything is overdone yeah, or yeah. completely underdone. There's nothing realistic or lifelike. And I, I think it's got to be something, you know, while TV, while people were still figuring out what are we doing with TV? Yeah. I, I think it had to be something like that. I don't know if I brought this up before in the show, but that just that point right there, I think you're right. And it reminds me of the way music video, music videos used to work where it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. what do we, oh, oh we can film songs now oh shit what do we do well we'll just film the band on stage playing their song yeah Yeah. we just film like a concert and then we just play it you know with cool cuts and stuff and it wasn't until like later on they're like oh we could like tell a story that's like separate that's like about like michael jackson yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly yeah and then they turned into something else entirely sidebar i just watched a Mandy Moore music video the other day and i was thinking to myself i thought this was good in 2001 (laughs) i thought this was great (laughs) Yikes. All right. Speaking of acting, can we talk about how acting. when his throat was shot and he couldn't speak, which was such a poor plot <laughs> device. That was the best. That was his best acting. He went out of his <laughs> way to communicate as little as possible. Oh, so frustrating. <laughs> like he was acting like a crazy person. Like you could easily mime what you're trying to convey in in a much, much better <laughs> Or a much more communicative way than he was doing it. He was like being belligerent. Like, yeah. oh, they can't understand me. Well, fuck them then. I'm like, no, man, oh this is for God. your survival. You got to like seem intelligent here. <laughs> I almost wondered if it was a comment, right? Like it almost seems like he thought it was like beneath him to try and. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I, think I don't know. It was They weird. just had to move the plot along. 
uh, and they were using right. that. You, you are probably right. Yeah. And they're like, try to thread the needle between like, <laughs> you know, being able to communicate and also not being able to speak. And he just went with that. And they're like, yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> we're in the we're in the realm. Yeah. Film's expensive. This is what we got. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys think of the makeup? I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was impressive especially for the 60s for them to look i mean they don't they look like you know this sci-fi ape person it definitely has that aesthetic that you get from like you know star trek makeup and stuff like that right. but yeah. how expressive and articulate their facial prosthetics are i thought was really really impressive i felt like they could express a pretty wide range of emotion yeah uh, emotion which I imagine it was really hard to do considering how much stuff was on their face. I mean, you can still tell that they're talking through yes. rubber, but it looks really impressive. Yeah. It, yeah. I think the top half is much more impressive. Anytime they had to do something big with their mouths. Yeah. It, it was always a bit cringy. Like, you know, there were a couple scenes where, you know, first the chimps kissed each other. And they <laughs> I love like, that yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was this. And then the scene where he kissed her, it was kind of awkward. That and rapey and strange and horrible. <laughs> that was, yeah. so, that was weird. so weird. I literally <laughs> didn't I yell Tyler. I was like, why? You did. Why are you doing this? You got so angry weird. at that scene. Like, why did he kiss her? It's so weird. It's <laughs> really no awkward. To kiss her. Doctor, I'd like to kiss you goodbye. All right. But you're so damned ugly. It's Detective Poivert. Detective Poivert on the case. <laughs> oh, is Detective Poivert back? But um, hey, gang, it's me, Detective Poivert. But it, it kind of had Charlton Heston. You're same, coming with me. <laughs> had the same feeling as like some Jim Henson stuff, right? It's it's like it looks like puppet work almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah. because of that, I feel like it fits into that aesthetic and it ages pretty well because it yeah, its limitations are so obvious as opposed to it be attempting to be you know, super hyper-realistic, for example. It's like clearly people in makeup, but just done in a really creative way. It's real. You can see that it's a prop. So you can yeah. like, even if you don't buy it, you can go, oh, that's impressive that a bunch of people put that thing together. Right. Where it's like CG, if it's just bad, you're like, well, that didn't. You can be impressed <laughs> by the artistry of it. Yeah. Right. And I thought they were really good. I mean, compare them to like the CG that didn't age super well in like the 2001 yeah. version of this, right? Like this holds up better in my mind because it, it doesn't age like CG ages, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did you know? Did you know that uh, the? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> we have that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> it's gonna be twice now. Where just, we're gonna just have in case to... you don't put it in. He wants to make sure it gets in there. Right. <laughs> Uh, so the guy who did the the makeup effects, uh, John Chambers was his name. He was a dental technician in the army who went on to then specialize in prosthetics for uh, army vets for like facial reconstruction stuff, mm. and then took that crazy like really specialized expertise and started doing cool things in Hollywood with it. And he also did the ears for Spark, uh, Spock in Star Trek in the show, uh, and he did all this and like. This movie was having a really hard time getting off the ground because just a lot like uh, like Jaws or a couple of the movies where people are like, uh, it's called Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Fuck you. That sounds really silly. It sounds like a B movie right off the bat. Wasn't being taken seriously. And they're like, okay, what if we 
show you what the apes look like. It's not that silly. But they went through a bunch of different iterations that didn't look good, didn't look good, looked too fake, looked too you know human-like or whatever, too ape-like with just like Halloween masks. And yeah. they found this guy who did this version of it and they're like, okay, sold, let's do it. Fuck it. Yeah. You know? As far as yeah. physical prosthetics go, I can't imagine how they could have done it any better. Yeah. Because it's a perfect mix, right? You can still see enough of a human's face. It's uh, it's really bananas. Really gives you pause. Uh, I think the best acting in the whole film yes. was Nova. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, oh my god. Oh yeah, love Nova. So cringy that entire. It was thing. so weird. Also, I mentioned this to to Tyler, but like I get that the humans aren't supposed to be able to speak English, but they don't make any noises at all. Yeah, yeah. no grunts, nothing. Yeah, they don't make grunts or anything like that. Oh, so bizarre. They're like a bunch of mimes. It's strange. I fail to see how... Okay, we nuke ourselves <laughs> into oblivion. That's fine. Societies we know it collapses. <laughs> okay, yeah. we get I, What that. I don't Great. understand is how we lose the ability for cogent thought. Like, how do we de-evolve? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No clue. No, I don't... I don't know. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe losing our history, sure, but, like, speech... Yeah. We can't like rationalize with each other anymore, and and the way that they were describing humans was they were just kind of like dumb animals. And yeah. as far as the behavior concerned, they that seemed to be accurate for the rest of the humans that were on the planet. Yeah, and I did I, one part I loved is there was like this one throwaway line where one of the orangutans was saying humans are a pestilence. They move into an area, they overconsume and destroy yeah. the ecosystem, and then move on. Beware the beast man. For he is the devil's pawn, alone among God's primates. He kills for sport, or lust, or greed. Yea, he will murder his brother to possess his brother's land. Let him not breed in great numbers, for he will make a desert of his home and yours. Shun him. Drive him back into his jungle lair, for he is the harbinger of death. So I love that in this world, even though we do, we are not like on top of the food chain or, you know, like have not conquered nature, we still are like not part of the natural system. We still yeah. move yeah. in like a cloud of locusts and just like destroy <laughs> everything and then move on to the next area. It's just how we work. I was waiting for Nova to just drop a line of English out of nowhere right. <laughs> near the tail end of the movie. And then everyone goes, <laughs> Nova. Yeah. yeah. Nova. <laughs> You can oh speak my this God. whole time. <laughs> this whole time. As we were watching, I asked Jackie, do you know the twist ending of this movie? And she said no. So she knew there was a twist ending coming. <laughs> and as we got towards the end, she was like, all right, my bet is that Nova's going to talk in the final <laughs> second of the film. And I was like, yeah, it's a good guess. I can't. It's so. It was so weird. And him keeping her around was oh morally <laughs> questionable Dude, it's basically bestiality or like pedophilia yes. or something like yeah it's really fucked up it's in a really disturbing way i kept making the dark joke where he's like come along sex pet we gotta yeah. go across the desert it's now you know or weird man and she's just like uh-huh whatever <laughs> i don't know what's happening and and we were saying this like when they first landed and they first saw the other humans we were trying to figure out what they thought they were like did they think right. they were aliens that looked like humans yeah or or other but like he immediately was like oh that i i'm gonna fuck that one right. 
<laughs> like, like without without considering yeah. any of the rest of those questions, just like, uh, I want to bone that. <laughs> <laughs> that weird alien lady that can't understand me. That has a lower intelligence than most toddlers. She made the most of that role, though. She really did. She just stared off in different directions with big eyes. <laughs> also, this may not be a surprise, but she was also dating one of the filmmakers. Oh. Uh, yeah. I taught you how to smile. I did actually <laughs> think for what her role was, she did a good job with it. Like, yeah, sure. I, I didn't yeah. have a problem with her performance. I just had a problem with what was written. I mean, how do you fuck that one up? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the decision to make the Line. humans not make any noises at all, I think was a bad one. Yeah. I think they should have grunted or something. Right. Yeah. 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 Be- because we have voice boxes. We fu- it's like they didn't disappear. <laughs> Not anymore, buddy. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but did you know? Did you know? That when they were trying to develop, did before they know? got John Chambers on board, they're trying to develop the <laughs> prosthetics, the, the, the ape look. They uh, Stanley Kubrick was working on 2001 around the same time, and they approached him and like, hey, what, do you, what are you guys doing for your monkeys for your movie? And he politely told him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this came out the same nice. week. The same week as two thousand one, right? Or Did something it? Like that? I didn't know it was that close. It was around the same time. And I believe uh, it though. They are two very different views of, very. <laughs> of sci-fi. Yes, and both came out one year before the actual moon landing, which is pretty neat. We just had like space fever going on in our yeah. country at that time. You know, the space race was hot going hot well i mean the 60s especially like the late 60s was a time of like we were booming yeah yeah i mean like the future like nobody knew what it was going to look like but it really seemed like we were like destined for great things you know culture was in in an uproar i don't know man i don't know crazy time bro it's a crazy time yeah monkeys also here's just my one little gripe why does every monkey of the same race have to wear the same outfit (laughs) <laughs> it's very hard to tell them apart. I think it's that that weird like sci-fi thing, especially older sci-fi. Like everyone in the future is just coordinated. Everyone wears the same it shit. It seemed like they had a class system. Oh, they for sure did. A caste system even because you can't move between them. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what what do you what do you what do you did, did you guys know that this movie <laughs> spawned a million fucking nice, sequels? I'm nice, sh- nice. I'm sure you did. It I'm spawned sure you did. what? A million sequels. It did. I want to watch all yes. of them. I do, in a perverse way, I do too. I, yeah, I really do. Here's, here's the thing. I don't know if we want to get right into ratings yet or not, but I, I think there's a great movie here, and I had a lot of fun watching it, but I think it was kind of terrible at the yeah. same time. Yeah, This For one's sure. going to be a struggle to rate because yeah. I don't think... It's a really amazing movie, but I had so much fun watching it. <laughs> yeah. And there's a great story in there that is really there's interesting. There's a good story in there, and there's good ideas in there. The effects are great. Yeah, it's, it's tough, so I don't, I don't know which one I'm going to go with. <laughs> there's some stuff in there, for sure. <laughs> I don't know if, if this will come as a surprise or not, but uh, it was the first draft of the script was written by Rod Serling, who, if you didn't know, created uh, The Twilight Zone. And a lot of people, yeah. when this movie came out, were like, oh, shit, this is just like a Twilight Zone movie. You know, it's just a big episode. It of feels kind of like that, actually. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And especially that twist. He wrote that twist. Um, it, it went through another pass from another um, writer, uh, Michael Wilson, who apparently was blacklisted right before this you know, movie. So 
uh, the whole Red Scare. Mm. It definitely has Rod Serling's fingerprints all over it, especially the ending yeah. and kind of just the general conceit, even though this was based off a book by Pierre Buhl. How do you spell it? B-O-U-L-L-E. He also wrote the book Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah, which also was a famous movie that might be on the show at some point. Ron Swanson loves that movie. That's true. Yeah, on his birthday, he was uh, chilling the out, fi- drinking whiskey. Fictional character, Ron Swanson. Yeah, <laughs> West Bridge on the River Kwai. He's a big fan. Six degrees of separation from here to Parks and Rec. <laughs> We're talking about Planet of the Apes that was uh, written by the guy who also wrote Bridge on the River Kwai, which was made into a movie that uh, the Parks and Rec character on Swanson loves. We did it, everybody. <laughs> we did it. So here are the sequels. Ready? Beneath the Planet of the Apes, that also has Charlton Heston as kind of a supporting role. Escape from the Planet of the Apes, that has Cornelius and Zira uh, transported back to the 70s for some reason. Um, <laughs> okay. And, and like hang out in a zoo. Uh, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, which, interestingly enough, is basically the plot for the reboot series that's like the prequel series that has uh, what's his face in it? Um, recently canceled guy, stoner dude, James Franco. There are so many of those. I know. There's a million of them. <laughs> I heard somewhere that he got canceled, but I didn't know what he did. Well, Detective Poivre can step in here. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. I guess that's not relevant to Planet of the Apes. He was anyway. on my most wanted list for years. I finally got him. I got the. I got my man. I always do. <laughs> Detective Poivoit. Detective Poivoit. Always on the case. Watch out, Poivoits. <laughs> I may be one of you, but I catch you too. I was going to say, are you catching perverts? I don't know you? his background yet. I'm, I'm working I think it. <laughs> I think it's like uh, it's like one of those shows where, what was the one, like the prequel to Silence of the Lambs? I'm having an old friend for dinner. Where like he's Hannibal, able to catch them because he's able to like, put himself in their shoes but like yeah is he getting too close he's like he is yeah. a poivert which is why he couldn't catch the poiverts he you know? he's a yeah he's a poivert he's a poivert who's never <laughs> added on it he's he just but he knows the mindset or he maybe he has but he just hasn't been caught yeah this is this is <laughs> all, a dark secret all a yeah. ruse to keep people from looking at his direction it's basically dexter but instead of killing people yeah. he just watches them through the window yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just like a peeping Tom. He just a classic hangs out in a tree outside your house, like in your window with the big binoculars. And when someone catches him, he's like, no, it's okay. I'm a detective. You see, I'm, uh... <laughs> it's a sting. <laughs> I'm on the case. Yeah, I'm researching <laughs> for another case. So wait, is his name uh, Tom Poivoit? Yeah. Because he's peeping <laughs> Tom. He's peeping, the quote unquote, peeping Tom Poivoit. This That's is great. P-O-I-V-O-I-T. Poivoit. This is great Poivoit. for the podcast audience that we developed this character together on the <laughs> it's air. It's going to be a spinoff podcast, the Detective <laughs> well, Poivoit Chronicles. Well, it's from this show. Yeah. Did I say it or did you say it? What? Detective per- Pervert. The original? I don't know where it started. I think I said it during Blue Velvet, right? It was definitely yes. during Blue Velvet. Yeah. I don't know who said it, but it was Blue Velvet. I yeah. think I said Detective Pervert, and then you just like took off with Detective Poivre. I think I just had a voice already for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the that pervert right. inside really... of you that had finally been given a name. And the fifth sequel is... The fifth sequel is Battle for the Planet of the Apes, which is also is kind of a direct sequel to Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and also a direct sequel to the prequel 
reboot series. All right. I just need to say <laughs> that we need to stop doing garbage naming conventions like this and just yeah. go back to doing one, two, three, four, etc. That's true. Although you can now watch seven movies in chronological order because they all kind of fit. So you can go Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes, then Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, then Battle for the Planet of the Apes, then Planet of the Apes. <laughs> this is the the chronological order of all of them? I believe so. Don't quote me on any of that shit. Well, they're overlapping <clears throat> stories, aren't they? Well, uh, like Planet of the Apes <laughs> takes place apparently like in the middle of everything. It's like, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, All right. It's a mess. Ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of this death spiral that we're I do, in. I do, Let's watch all the movies. There's 17 of them. I Let's do, do want to watch the rest of the 70s ones. I think I'm going to check them out at some point. I think we should have some kind of movie marathon and watch a bunch of them. I, I would do that. I'd be into it. That'd be fun. I think Jackie will be mysteriously busy for those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> will Detective Poivet be watching those films? Oh, you know it, sister. <laughs> <laughs> sister <laughs> that's right toots <laughs> she's the perfect woman she's got legs that go all the way down to the ground <laughs> what is it what was it from what was it from that book the author of which will be oh, yeah. unnamed um, she was curvy in all the places you'd want a woman to have yeah. curves, or what was it? I think it was she was round in all the ways you'd want a woman to be, <laughs> <laughs> like a That's weird, romantic, mouthy version of she's got curves in all the right places. Yeah, no, she's yeah, she's round in the places you want them to be round, but also kind of thin in the places you want them to be thin, uh, and also. <laughs> Uh, symmetrical in the places that you want them to be. But not in the others. Also, she's not too smart, but not like a real dummy, you know. <laughs> but not like a real dummy. That's not me talking. That's Ratings. Detective Poivet. Detective Poivet. It's the That's character that already lived inside of you. I'm saying it weird. It's Detective Pervert is his name. He says yeah. it. Poivet. <laughs> yeah, I can't quite nail Poivet oh, Detective the Pervert. Poivet. Poivet. Detective Poivet. That's not how I do it. That's how he Poivet. does it. Ratings. Yeah. Who wants to go? Who? Uh, Devin, you picked it, right? You I go did first. pick it. You oh, this is a struggle. It. So you picked it. All right. So here's the question. All right. So here's the question. Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> who picked it? You. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> uh, so here's the question. So this is not a very good movie. <laughs> That's not a question. <laughs> the acting is a, a little is is pretty is pretty rough, and the plot is a little goofy. But there's a lot of cool stuff in here, and so despite all of that, I don't think it's it's a very good movie. But I think it's a must watch. And if five is our take it or leave it, I don't think it's a five. I think it's definitely a must watch. So I'm gonna rate this detached from how well done of a film it is hmm. and just based off of how much I enjoyed it and I'm going to give it like uh, I'll give it like a 6-8 six, 6-8 eight. Six, wow. eight. Six, eight. that's right. what I'll give it so you're going back Jackie's upset of... <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember we've talked about this about you not doing less than half scores, <laughs> but I'm cool with it. I'm bringing it back just for this one, right? <laughs> this sometimes you need it. I didn't know that it ever stopped. I thought that was an ongoing concern. It did. <laughs> I haven't done one in a while. I thought that was just happenstance. I don't know if I consciously stopped doing it, but <laughs> I don't think I needed it for them. But yeah, I'm going with a six eight. Nice. Okay. So a little higher than I thought, maybe. Yeah, it's a little higher than I was expecting, but you were expecting it was your score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like yeah. I said, it's detached from how good of a movie it is. If I was just rating it off of how quality of a film it was, I'd probably give it uh, closer to like probably like a four, maybe even a little bit lower. Mm. Sounds about right. But I had a lot of fun. And there's a lot of references in this that are pretty iconic. The makeup, I think, is really cool. It's a goofy, fun movie. It's not super long. So yeah, maybe like a like a six, eight, I think I'll give it. Cool. Yeah. Let's see. Me. I'm going to go. Me. Do it. Now. You didn't pick it. You didn't pick it. I didn't pick it, but I enjoyed it. It's, I mean, yeah, like like Devin said, it's not a well, I feel like it's it was a well-made movie for the time, maybe not story-wise, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe for like, for a science fiction movie, I think they were like way worse than this at this point. Now, I don't know if they kind of treated it that way, if they're like, oh, it's a sci-fi. So like what they thought was like, oh, we're killing it for a sci-fi flick. But it's it's just, yeah, it's not that great. It's sloppy. It's, it's sloppy. It's the sloppy. acting is hammy, but it's fun. It's really fun. <laughs> and it's part of the zeitgeist. Like It's quoted to death. Mm-hmm. People have been talking about it for years. It spawned a million sequels. Yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a, I think a six because it's, I think you should take it rather than leave it, but it's not, it's not that great, but it's fun. Six. Six. Solid six. I will steal almost your entire logic, which is to say, if you're taking it or leaving it, I think you should. I'm going to give it the bare minimum that you can give it to say you should take it, which is a 5-5 five, five for me. 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> but yeah, I agree completely with what you said. I don't think it's very good, but <laughs> I think it was very culturally relevant in a, in a way that I don't totally understand, but I think there's so many references Especially yeah. to the scene at the end. God damn you all to hell! Oh, yeah. I feel like if if the conceit of this show is that we are filling gaps in our knowledge of film so that we can better understand the stuff that comes out and makes illusions and all that stuff, I think you have to see this movie. You have to, yeah. yeah. That's what I was saying. It's definitely, you have to watch it. Um, but uh, yeah, but it's bad. It's not very good. It's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, but it's goofy. There are parts that made me chuckle. Uh, I loved the see, hear, and speak no evil. I called, at the... I called this out so hard when they were first, when they when I saw three of them sitting in a row, and as soon as one of them covered his mouth, I was like, they're doing the thing. They're it's doing happening. It. <laughs> they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, stuff like that makes me chuckle. It's not good, but it's it can be fun. Yeah, and it's and yeah. it's relevant. So five five for me. Five five. I think we're all on the same page. All right, drag the average down, babe. What are we doing? Jack, you go. I'll be right back. Sorry, I'm jumping out for a second. We're, he's just abandoning you during your rating. Ah, oh, hey, it's wow. me, Tyler. Uh, I'm Detective Poivot. It's my character that I made up. I sm- I do. sound like an old timey farmer. We've <laughs> we've never seen Detective Pervert and Tyler in the same place. 
<laughs> just saying. Yeah, I think it's a must-see. I don't know. I guess a five. The 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 score was okay. That was okay. I like Nova. Did you did you actually like Nova? I did. I really did. I thought that she did really funny things, and I, I don't know. Silent. I I think it's um. I don't think that particular actress has done a whole lot since that was her big break, and also like her break. <laughs> she had no dialogue. <laughs> right. That was. I know. Um. Yeah. I I think if I think about the film without her, I don't know. It, it wouldn't be as exciting for some reason. I don't know. I'm not sure what her utility was in the film, but I did enjoy those moments with her. Yeah, yeah it's a five. It's a five. She it's a, a five. five. Nothing. No negative scores. Hey. Really? I'm really surprised. I am too. Yeah. That's, um. I could have sworn you're going to give it like a two. Yeah. Maybe a three. It, it's got too many illusions. Yeah, it's got too many tropes in it. Maybe the 20 to 30 minutes that you slept through at the beginning would have changed your mind one way or another. <laughs> it is a little long for the story. Detective Poivet, will you arrest this man? <laughs> Who am I arresting? Who's who's being perverted around here? I'm Poivet. guilty, Yana, of being a sex pest. All right, you're coming with me. Matthew asked me repeatedly if he could see my butthole while we were with family. <laughs> So you better arrest him. Butthole talk, not around here. You're coming with me. <laughs> I'm on the case. <laughs> Your ass is grass, oh, mister. All right, so it's uh, it's a Jackie pick, right? Now is it Jackie back... pick? Because we, uh, just, we yeah. just finished a cycle. Devin always went last and you okay. always went first. Jackie, you got one? I came prepared with two options, and you will all. I will not tell you the title. I will describe each, and we will do this. <laughs> this is how we're doing it. Pick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I want. I would like to see both of them. All right. So the first option is eighty minutes long, not even an hour and a half. It is mostly in English, but it's got some foreign languages in it. Mm-hmm. It is a pre-code film, so Ooh, pre-code. You know, there's that pre-haze code. It's like when they hadn't figured out sound stuff. So it's kind of a silent also, film. ratings, right? They haven't figured out ratings yet. Yeah. They had not figured that out either. So it, there's all that, but it's it's an action film. All right. So action and very short, kind of foreign, but old. I think it was filmed in the 30s. Are you not giving us titles? You're just describing them and we have to choose off of that? Just yeah. describing. <laughs> okay. The other film is three hours long. I vote for the 80-minute one. I vote. <laughs> <laughs> the, but let me finish. The other film is super mainstream and based on a book. I've never seen it, and I want to. So So the three-hour one right. is mainstream and based on a book. It's Dune, right? I guarantee you've seen the three-hour one. Don't guess the title. English Patient. It's not the English patient. Based on a Dances book. with Wolves. And it's more it's more contemporary as well. It's more contemporary. Um I'm gonna vote I'm gonna go three hour one. I'm going He's three going hour three hour. One. What are you doing, yeah. Devin? Eighty uh, minutes. Devin is always eighty minutes. He wants that eighty minute. I don't know. He wants know. that eighty minute. <laughs> but it does you're right, it has foreign language in it, which makes him nervous right. that it's gonna be artsy. Yeah. It is primarily in English. It is primarily other languages include no, no, no. Mandarin, don't help Chinese, him. German, I want him. And I think French. <laughs> but you said it's mostly silent, too, right? <laughs> it, it's it's primarily in English, though. Yeah. I feel like the three-hour one's gonna feel a lot less time. <laughs> the three-hour one is like it was made almost exactly seventy years after this one, so when, it's pretty contemporary. What year is mm. the three-hour one from? What 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 decade, at least? I'm not going to tell you the exact year. <laughs> What's the decade? American History X. 
I'm not going to tell you that. You're not going to tell me the decade? You right. have to guess. It's 70 years right. after no, the 30s, no, no, no. Just, so just... it's 2000s, actually. I figured it out for you. <laughs> option A or option B? All right. I'm going to vote for the 80-minute one just so that Devin has even more pressure. Oh, He's boy. the deciding vote. I like it. I think that's the good. Decider. That's good. Fuck you guys. Decided. <laughs> Tyler. Mm-hmm. All right. Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going for the three-hour one? That's right. Why? Um, because I That's feel right. like it's going to be three hours of more digestible material, so it's going to feel like a lot less time. Hmm. Counterpoint: Matt. Metropolis was silent. Both and are award-winning films. Metropolis Both was won great. Academy Awards. <sighs> what are you doing, <laughs> Debbie? Baby, are you are you going to embrace the art with me and do something cool, or are you going to make us all sit around for three hours? <laughs> ooh, ooh, <laughs> I. Tyler, this is the part where you're the angel on his shoulder. No, join the dark side. It is your destiny. If you don't pick one of them, it's going to be my next pick, so you're going to watch them both. (laughs) So it's basically, do you want the three-hour one now or next time? Right, Yeah. right. Man, three hours is a long time for a movie. (laughs) I think you'll like it, though. It's, they're both, they're both great films. I think, honestly, like, Lawrence of Arabia, The English Patient. Like, I think this is like the right style. I think Tyler's onto something. Yeah. 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 I, I'm leaning towards the three hour one. So I guess I'm going to go with that. All right. All right. We're going to watch Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, I've never seen oh, it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wow. did not expect that at all. Wow. Wait, are, okay. Here, this is actually an important question. Are we watching the extended version? I mean, if she said three hours, then she means the extended version. I think that's true. The three-hour version, whichever one that is. Ooh, I've never I seen that one. I think that's the extended. Yeah. 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 That's what we're watching. I am very upset, but I've never seen it, and that's ridiculous. Can I already wow. tell you guys I'm pissed off that there's no Tom Bombadil in these films? So <laughs> Me too. I'm going to go ahead great. and register that one. I love druids. Druids, my thing. Should we start there or should we start with The Hobbit? No. no don't watch The Hobbit. Don't movie. watch no. The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, picked, you picked the right one. Yeah. Well, that's what we're watching. Cool. Okay, cool. cool. I'm excited by that. Me too. I'm excited about that too. What was the other option? Can you tell us? I'm not going to tell you because I'm going to pick it later. Okay. <laughs> right. But it's only 80 minutes, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. I can't, you've never seen Lord of the Rings? Uh, no, I've never seen it. I've seen part of the second one, but I fell asleep um, oh. in the middle. Got a little slow. I also think that this, the other one is not, I think you're right, Matthew. Preco does not mean silent. I think I'm getting it confused because a lot of the actors in it were famous for silent work. So I think I'm just a dummy. Just want to clear that up. The code that you're talking about is the Hayes code. Um, so pre-code is pre the Hayes code, which is stuff like, Oh, we can't show a man and woman in bed together. Oh, we can't have a toilet on the screen. Oh, we can't have a woman who has a job and talks back to men and bullshit like that. It's it seriously, it's, it was stuff like that. It was it's kind of like but puritanical it was right stuff. after they figured out sound. It was like a lot was happening. In it's ar- it's around that same time. Yeah, like the, the, yeah, late twenties, okay. early thirties. Okay, here's here's a question for you guys. I'm just thinking through this. Is it even worth watching uh-huh. just one of these movies? Or should no. we just bite the bullet and do all three? Oh my so, god! So one per week. I have not seen the extended cuts of two and three. I haven't seen extended cuts of any I've of them. I've always wanted to watch them because they're good. They're the good. extended cuts are they're long. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They add a lot. 
I used to watch these uh, when my family would go on vacation in Florida. We would drive from South Carolina to like the bottom of Florida, which is like 10, 11 hours of driving. Yeah. And I would just watch like I, I wouldn't even be able to finish them. <laughs> All wow. three extended cuts in a row. Yeah. In the car. It's a lot of movie. You're thinking like a, a three episode arc for the show here that we do. I'm almost wondering if we should just give ourselves like two weeks and just watch all three and then talk about all three together. Because I feel like that's a lot of material, though. I know. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? I just feel like if we talk about them as three different movies, it's yeah. going to we're going to hit a lot of the same points. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I kind of like that idea doing two weeks. We watch all the movies and then we just do a big, long, like episode a mega, maybe. like two hour yeah. <laughs> episode How where we cool. talk about the extended cuts of all three films. Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? Right. It's your pick, babe. I don't want to like change it out from underneath you. Fine with me. She ends up hating the first one. <laughs> She's like, how many more hours of this? <laughs> your pot committed. Seven. <laughs> one of my projects for this year is to read all four books. Like I've, this is too far into like popular culture for me not to have experienced this stuff so i'm i'm doing it well good luck with the two towers babe let me know if you get through it yeah that book kills more read-throughs really yeah two towers is rough the book return of the king is uh, i think i fire. stopped in two towers yeah that's as no as there's I like got. this slog in the middle of two towers where all they're doing is running through fields for like half the book <laughs> So wait, but you you have to start with The Hobbit when you read it, or The Hobbit's like a prequel mm. that you can read afterwards? You don't have to. The Hobbit was written first and is chronologically first, but is not required for the trilogy. It's a mini adventure about the MacGuffin okay. of the main series of The Lord of the Rings. I do think The Hobbit's the most readable of the four, though. Yeah. The Hobbit's my favorite. I read that a ton as a kid. If you wanted like an easier entry point, The Hobbit will definitely let you know whether or not you like his style. Yeah. Yeah. It's a children's book. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Cool. Two weeks from now, we're responsible for having seen 12 hours of movies. Oh my God. (sighs) I mean, but they're fun. It's Wait, it's 12 hours? It's something crazy. Here, let's look it up. It's insane. How... I knew, but we're only oh, watching the Fellowship no. of the Ring. We're not watching the Hobbit, right? Not the Hobbit, right? We're only well, watching the Fellowship Lord of the, of the Ring, Rings. Lord of the Rings, all yeah. three Lord of the Rings right. extended cut Sorry. films. Not the Hobbit. Do not watch the right. Hobbit. It's not terrible, but it's not really. It's it's not a must see. Yeah, it doesn't have the same cultural relevance that Lord of the Rings does. All right, I you guys course. ready? Yeah. The trilogy's runtime, the extended version. Is eleven hours and thirty six <sighs> minutes. Good God! How long are each of them? That's so much movie. I don't know. <laughs> the, the Return of the King is the longest. I know that. Yeah. So the original trilogy, if we were watching the non extended cuts, would be nine hours and three minutes. So he added a solid two and a half hours between <laughs> all three movies. That's insane. Yeah. I'm on board. That's <laughs> tough. All right, guys. Let's rip and roll. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need to watch some of these in two parts, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can't, you certainly can't sit Same down and watch all the movies back to back. But even the individual movies. Like, I don't know if I can sit down and watch a movie for five hours. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll Devin, we'll do like a million sessions. Of yeah, yeah. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I love these movies, so I don't think it'll yeah. be too much of a problem. It's not like getting through freaking Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. You guys will never let I me live that down. Bad. This nope. is uh <laughs> this is exciting, babe. You are you have 
you've introduced a new kind of episode, the marathon yeah. episode. The marathon episode. We're doing trilogies now. That's right. <laughs> episode. Never been done before. All right. And I, and I think Good Lord map. of the Rings is the best one for this because we couldn't have done this with like, it wouldn't have made sense to do this for something like Planet of the Apes where we do all of them. Oh my God, we could have. We could have, but I don't think it makes sense because the rest of them I don't, I don't think have the same kind of relevance yeah. that like all three yeah. Lord of the Rings movies have. That's true. Detective Poivoit. Who's calling? Detective Poivoit. Hello. Did you know that Detective Pervert was just cast as as Captain Did Taylor you know? in the Did you know? stage play, the musical of Planet of the Apes? I hate every ape I see, from chimpanzee to chimpanzee, and they sure made a monkey. Yeah, they sure made a monkey. Oh my god! They How sure made a monkey episode? out of me. <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. I love you a lot, a whole lot. In a very problematic way. That's right. Learning about movies. That was a good app, guys. Learning about movies.